Yeah, 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 yeah. Wazzy's world. Yeah. Party time. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> fucking help me at all. <laughs> I tried. Hey, yo, welcome Man. back. Welcome back to another episode of the Wazzy Circus Radio, the show where I sit down with my best friends, man, from around the world and shit. Uh, um, thank you to Skydive Lone Star for taking us up fast and letting us come down faster. You know what I mean? Thank you to uh, Texas Skydiving for running an amazing drop zone. One of my favorite places ever. Thank you to the donkeys that meet you at dawn for breakfast, man. It's a pretty cool place. Check out the sunrise and hang out with a llama. Where do you get to do that? Nowhere. All right. Uh, big shout out to my job, the Windy Tube. Without you, we wouldn't be here. Haha. <laughs> cool. Um, my guest today, almost 10,000 skydives, 6,000 tandems, almost something like I that. I was trying to figure that out the other day. I think it's 7,500. Holy shit. Career skydiver. Love yeah. the sport. Yeah. I've known you for six, seven years, I think. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. I don't know. James Taylor, what up? Welcome to the show. The one and only. That's him, right there. Yeah, man. Um, 6,000 tandems. Yeah, well, people just keep paying me money to push them out of airplanes. So. <laughs> Is that not the best fucking job on, on the planet? It's pretty hard to beat. There are a lot of worse things to be doing. There are. So. Uh, um, do you have any memorable, like, what's the craziest? How many cutaways do you have oh. on tandems? Uh, cutaways, oh. Yeah. How many? I mean, well, oh, let me guess, let me guess, let me guess. 6,000 tandems. Fuck, that's a lot of tandems. That's a lot of tandems. I got 2,200, and I thought I was a boss. So mm. so here we go. And I have 13 cutaways and 2,000 tandems. Mm. So if I triple that, You're, you've got about 40 fucking cutaways under your belt. I, I would say it's closer to 30, but yeah, yeah. you're in the ballpark. That's just sure. the way it goes. Yeah. It, it happens. Some motherfuckers don't work. And, you know, <laughs> they seem to come in, in waves. So you have a, a few weekends where you just cut away, cut away, cut away, and then nothing for years, you know. So that's that, the way it goes. Isn't that nuts? That yeah. is how it goes. Yeah. But not really with tandems. I think you just get cutaways. Yeah, you just, it's, yeah. I was always traveling from drop zone to drop zone. And when you get to a new place, it's just yes. luck of the draw, man. A new place. And, you know, the nature of tandems is you t attach a new person to yourself every time. So you don't know what you're going to get. Right, right. <laughs> Necessarily. Right, right. Have you ever thought yeah. about being an examiner? I did go. To, uh, I, I went to the examiner course. Okay. A few years ago. And I got all the way through it and decided it wasn't for me. Um, yeah, I just, I, <clears throat> you know, it's, it just depends. I mean, I say this all the time. If you don't love it and you're not motivated, it's not worth sinking the effort and the expense and the time and everything. And I, I went to the examiner course thinking, I'll give it a shot. And I found that I didn't love it. So Where, where <clears throat> did you take the course? Uh, Deland. At Deland. Do you yeah. remember who taught it? Uh, you know, I wish I remembered the name of the guy. He was, he was another baldy like me. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't remember the guy. He was kind of a scary dude. He said at the end of the course and I, I was bowing out, you know, and I was like, yeah, you know, man, I don't think this is for me. He said, you better finish this fucking course or I'm going to hunt you down and kill you. <laughs> like he was, <laughs> he was serious. And I was like, mm. 
I'll think about it. Oh, that sucks. But you, know. you think it maybe it was the course that turned you off and not the examiner position? <clears throat> well, it was very strange because they had a bunch of other um, examiners there that were just sitting in for some reason and being critical and, you know, not really, um, not really helping. You know, they were just sort of there to show off their knowledge, I guess. And so, I don't know. I found the whole process a little it was Man. you know so that's the way it goes at some of these things but <clears throat> yeah so my two cents would be is i went to skydive ratings at z hills and brahm and ellie clement you couldn't ask for a better teaching structure it was so nice it was hardcore it was cutting edge it was pushing yeah. you but it was fun i've heard good things yeah you know like yeah. that that if you would would have told me that you had that with them, I would almost call you a liar. Oh right, it's that yeah. Nice. You know what no, I mean? No, yeah. I needed to have a <laughs> a better experience, but also I I just think, um, you know, the the motivation wasn't there for me. Like, it was presented to me as a way to make money, uh-huh. and and just that alone, just money making alone, is not enough of a motiv- motivation for me. I I also need to be passionate and have some um have something in, in it for me you know that, that's that fulfills me so right well i always say that like money should be a byproduct of what you do yeah i mean do what you love and the money will follow so um yeah it wasn't it it was i wasn't sufficiently motivated to do to do that keep going through with it to run an affi course is like a lot you have to have lodging you have to have mm. access to yeah. You know what I mean? Like, but doing, do you have your AFF rating? Yes. Yeah. yeah. How many AFF jumps do you have? Uh, I think just a little over 2,000. So. <laughs> you say that so modestly. Well. 2,000 AFFs is a lot of fucking AFFs. You know, we had. That's a lot of being upside down. Yeah. <laughs> well, I always say it's either, it's either <laughs> fun or exciting. So, <laughs> Or, uh, no, that's not. It's either up. fun or exciting. No, probably no, both. It's either boring or fun. Uh, yeah. Yeah, well, either, yeah, if you're winning, it's boring. Yeah. That's what you pray for. Yeah, that's what you want is a nice, boring, routine skydive. But if it doesn't go that way, you're having fun. Where did you start? I started at Lexington. You started at Lexington? Yeah. Cindy owned it then, or was it somebody else? Yeah, there? it was Cindy. And, um, you know, it's funny. I think uh, Cecily, you had her on last uh, last year, I think. Mm-hmm. And I think all three of us have kind of the same jump origin story where I, I started off landscaping, being the mower, you know, I was mowing yeah. the lawns out there yeah, and I was yeah. planting trees and stuff. Yep. And I <clears throat> uh, started packing shoots and, yeah, Cindy was like, you know, you want to learn how to be an instructor? And I thought about that for about half a second and, and here I am today. So. No shit. How many jumps did you have when she offered that to you? Uh, none. It, w- it was just like, you know, you're, if you're going to be hanging out here all the time, then you might as well learn how to you jump and staff. be. Yeah. So. Hey, man. Hey, man. That doesn't exist anymore. anymore. You don't think so? Anymore. No. Maybe. Maybe in a small town. That's how I came up. Yeah. Right? That's that, what I heard. Yeah. That was before the, um, 
the commercialization of this. What the fuck? Every generation says it's more commercialized. The, the corporatization. Right? The corporatization of the yes. sport. It was like, hey, man, guys need staff. He'll train you himself. Yeah. ZZO. You find the right guy with a plane. Yeah. He's got to turn loads. He's trying to make money. You know, and she, that's, dude, dude, that is fucking dope, James. Yeah. So, so at zero, at yeah. zero, hey, man, you want to do this? Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, and here's the thing, and and here's us sounding like a bunch of old guys talking about the youth today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but this is, I mean, at at that time, I feel like we still had a work ethic. So you could recognize in somebody that was mowing your lawn that, hey, maybe this guy's going to work his butt off and, and try and actually do. You know what? I In my first year of jumping, and I, I think this is kind of unusual, but I got on every single load. I, could, I mean, every right. single load that I could. And I, I racked up, I was looking at my logbook the other day, I racked up like 1,100 jumps in a year. That's mm. insane for a first... You had access to a plane. Yeah, and, and I was there every day, and yeah, I got yeah. on every single load. So, yeah, yeah, I peaked early. That's it's all downhill from there. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, at what number did you get? What was your first rating? Did you get your coach rating, or did you blaze through that? Yeah, got the coach rating, and very quickly after that, got the AFF rating, and then. <clears throat> Oh, you did AFF, did yeah, tandem. Yeah, I, I did AFF first. I think I did tandem. Because there was no year requirement in the sport for AFF, so. Yeah, I sucked, is why I didn't do AFF. <laughs> I sucked when I got my AFF. You know, I did a pre-course. I went out to um, Lake Elsinore with, um, oh, what was the guy's name? He's he's passed away now. Um, he did a pre-course out there for years. Oh, God. <laughs> you've got to get it yeah you'll yeah. get it you'll I'm, get I'm it. remembering Res- names respect but he uh he was a great you know he emphasized um i need to see clear signals mm-hmm. that's what he emphasized and if you think about it like if you're not getting a clear signal about a foot out in front of your face you're not in the right position you're not flying well right so i need to see clear signals he would say it over and over again if I'm seeing signals over here. I'm seeing signals right. over here. Right. That's not what I need. I need to see a signal right out in front of me. That that and is, that means you're in the right position. That so. is fucking the foundation of yeah. teaching somebody. You need to be in their face. Yeah. Man, I uh, and, and not like in their face, but dude. So <laughs> I'm doing overnight courses at iFly right now, teaching new instructors, mm-hmm. and I'm doing a drill with a guy, and he's putting his hand over here. And he's trying to give me signals over yeah. here. So every time he does it, I roll, which means I'm going toward the glass where he has oh, to catch right. me. And I'm trying to teach him, put the hand in your face. Yeah. He just wouldn't get it. Wh- it's just, it's hard for people to get what other people are seeing and right. doing. They're worried about themselves so much, right? That they're yes. not worried about the, the person they're teaching and what they're seeing. So you get these, we call it in the tunnel when we're teaching, we call it you're gangbanging. <laughs> You're fucking gangbanging on them. What yep. are you doing? They can't see that no, shit. No, yeah. You know? Um, I was taught it's a computer screen right yeah. here, and I teach that from, you know. That's I've right. always taught that. 
That's right. And uh, and just assume that your student is deer in headlights anyway, and they're right. not going to be right. as aware. You know, they're not going to be looking around at you and everything else. They're going to be looking straight out here. So that's where the signal needs to be. Yeah. So. Assume that they just jumped out of an airplane yeah. for the first yeah. time in their just life. Assume, assume that. that. Yeah. And go What's there that going to be like? Do you think yeah. you writing your high yeah. school yeah, name doing in your... front of their face? Is going to help anything? <laughs> no. Hey, this is the most common signal. Yeah. It's straighten your legs, relax. And whether it's right or not, they're giving that signal. Yes. <laughs> right. It's so ridiculous. But, yeah, it's hard, man. Um, I was asking an instructor the other day. I was like, on an AFF jump, who do you think is more scared, the instructor <laughs> or the student? <laughs> they're like, the student. I was like, you're out of your mind. <laughs> I was like, that instructor's terrified well but you as an instructor need to act like you've got this shit as a new instructor man yeah so you said 2000 AFF yeah for a little while there we were doing huge classes well I say I mean not compared to big drop zones but for, for, our, drop zone. for our place we were doing classes of 10 to 15 people a day mm -hmm. and so I would do Typically, a few tandem jumps in the morning, uh -huh. and then all afternoon, I'm just jumping with AFF, AFF, AFF students AFF. all day. And they racked up. So I looked at my jumps at the end of one year, and I had an equal number of AFFs as tandem jumps. I mean, just think about that. Yeah, like that's, that's a lot. That's of a lot of AFFs. Well, that's a 182 drop zone. You get that experience. You yeah. know what I mean? There's not like 12 guys in rotation. Right. It's you and somebody else. And what happens is the class gets out. Yeah. Right? In the afternoon, the winds yep. come down, and all right, let's get them up. <laughs> I, <laughs> it's time to go. Buddy. I kind of miss those days. You know, that was, we we just hammered them out. And, I mean, um, today, I think probably the, the learning experience is better. You know, they're, they're getting a more detailed, um, valuable instruction, and it's more one-on-one. -on -one. But back in the day, we we just military style, like arch, reach, touch. You know, yeah, we yeah, had them had them in there, like fifteen of them all doing it. And I've done it. And they probably didn't get as good one-on-one -on -one instruction as they do now. So I would right. say the way they're doing it now is is better, one more one-on-one. -on -one. But man, we hammered out some some first. And I mean, they weren't required to do tandems or anything they just you know come in you hold them and go that yep. was the factory yeah that was the oh uh, that's the old model yeah um that old model buys king airs though yeah you know yeah. what i mean it, it was yeah. the new model builds drop zones yeah and it you and know? it builds um community and community and jump yeah the the people that come out and go through that process are committed now they're yes. not just Yes. one-timers that are there to they're building know, a drop zone f around they're with their buddies yeah yeah it's a place because they learn so i teach my new instructors in the tunnel man if if you just give them a taste of down first teach them how to fly down so they're not scared of going too mm -hmm. high this is the tunnel right yeah. right and then you show them left right and you show them forward back and show them that they can fly away from the glass yeah. and come down if they're scared they're like oh I can do this shit. And then from right. that point on, it's over. They want yep. it worse than anything. Same thing with skydiving. If you just give them a second and then they do well, yeah. or even they crashed in, right? They had line twists because the pool was bad. But damn it, their practice touches were good and they were stable. They'll come back. Man. Oh, yeah. You know, it's just things you got to fix, man. Well, that's why, you know, and you, you've had this experience, and I've heard you teach, too. 
encouragement is so much more important than punishment, I think, yeah. as an instructor. Like, it inherently, um, people are negative, and they, they think they're incapable of doing things, and they're hard on themselves. And I always, I've been around to many drop zones across the country, and I'm sure you have too. And you see um, instructors, th- maybe they're not aware they're doing it, but they're discouraging their student by, mm. telli- by bringing them down, by telling them. And my teaching philosophy has always been encouragement. Uh, I mean, they don't need, uh, they need maybe a second or two, like, hey, maybe we can do this better next time. But what they need is psychological. Oh, dude. They we're need psychiatrists like a motherfucker. They, right? That's what we do. That's, I mean, that's what we do. We're, we're, not, we're we helping don't teach them. Skydiving. No, we don't teach skydiving. We teach people how to overcome their own belief in what they're capable of. Based on their past experience for however old they are. Do you know what we're overcoming? It's a lot, dude. It's, yeah, I used to make a inertia. bad joke. I used to make a bad joke in my class. I was like, your uncle's not here. Relax. Like, I, <laughs> Right? That's yeah. really bad. But it's, like, you know, it's yeah, like. Whoever put you down. Whoever did your that Your teacher, to, your, your mother, whoever. They're not here right not now. Here. You yeah. need to stop telling me why you cannot do what Exactly. I, so as a good instructor, I believe you can see for someone what they can't see for themselves. Exactly. And then you make them reach for it. Yeah. And, and the I've thing seen is, you teach. I know this is. I know you and I are on the same page about this because you're. You don't let them dwell on uh, what they did wrong. You mm-hmm. you br- you bring their attention back to what they did well, and inevitably, the reaction is surprise. Oh, you're right. I did do that pretty well. Yeah, didn't I, I fucking kicked ass today. Yeah. Yeah, we'll fix that other shit later. Yeah, it's we'll we'll we take care jumps, of that. We got jumps, man. We got yeah. years of jumps. Yeah, right? like, like, like let's you know. Yeah. Hey, um, man, you'll quit, dude. People will quit. People will quit. Yes. Skydiving. I've seen you'll many f- people not come mm. back. Yeah. And um, I take it personally because it's like, did I steal that from them by being? Because something else in my life has made me frustrated, and we land. I'm like, dude, what was that? Oh, right. And they don't show up again. Did I just steal the greatest joy of heaven from them? Yeah, well, with nobody. My attitude. Nobody can know? be a perfect instructor all the time, and yeah, you have moments where, hmm, you know, you think back on it, and it's like I was a little hard on that guy just then, and I could have been, <sighs> you know, but uh, I was con- told contrast today, that, dude. I was told today that. Uh, I'm really harsh on people, and they don't really like my style sometimes. No. And and my answer, hold on, my answer is because we don't work well together. We just don't work well together, and that's fine. That doesn't make you any better or worse than me. Somebody else. I'm I'm. I do a lot of military stuff. I understand that it's kind of jaded me to good students, and like, mm. and I have expectations that are always met by these guys, always mm-hmm. met by these guys. Even if it's too much, these guys will reach further for me to get them better. And then I deal with civilians that are all soft and fucking mean. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, don't fucking do that again. Well, yeah. I was trying to, and the wind was this, and I saw somebody over there, and I'm like, I can't take your whining shit, so like, I need to be right. nicer. And yeah. that wasn't a nice conversation right there, I just did. I'm working on it, guys. I'm thinking about it. I don't want. I want to be nicer to you. But if we don't work well together, I don't want to coach you, and you don't want me as your coach. 
Dusty Shaw is an amazing coach. He's very nice. Hold on, Drew Steele. There's other coaches. Yeah. You know, Austin. Motherfucking Catchings is a beast if you guys come to Austin. Oh, right? Okay. Hey, I'm more... I'm learning how to skydive. I need to get this shit done. I don't have time for this shit. If yeah. you have the luxury of time and you want to go fly around, I'm probably not your coach. <laughs> yeah, I think there's I'll a, probably cut that shit out of the show. I'm not going to... There's a line to be made between coddling, right, oh, and I coaching. Can't I can't do it. Right? So, as a coach, I'm not there to coddle you and make you feel good about everything, but I am there to point out things that you didn't notice on your own. Like, I... Right. I can see things that you can't. Right. About of course. You, about your own capabilities. How do you do that? What is your method? Well, you know, <laughs> inevitably people are, I mean, this is, you know this. People are hard on themselves. I heard one of your guys the other day saying, I'm a perfectionist, and, and le anything less than perfection is not good enough. Well, that perfectionism is not serving you, right? At all. Well, did, I, did I correct him on that? Uh, I, <laughs> I didn't hear you correct him. I thought about saying something myself, but, you know, it's your student. And, uh, and right, that's right. another thing. I, I respect the instructor bubble. You have a relationship with that student, so I'm not going to intrude and horn in on... No, um, wrong, 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 because unless I have a checklist on me, I don't hit everything. And even with my checklist, I don't know what you know. I invite good information. Hey, if it's bad, I'll be like, ah, fuck what he just said. You think I'm going to hold back and try to... Hey, dude, if you have something to bring, please but, bring it. And if it's bad, I just But won't. to you privately, right? That, it's maybe, very important, I, I think. Yes, yes. On a level where you don't know me, maybe, but you coming to me... Hey, Waz, hey, can I tell, hey, here, uh, here, we do this. Or, man, I think that, and I'm like, ah, that's good. Dude, please come in. Well, I know, but. It's hard. Listen, it's hard. It's hard to remember everything. And there's a no, lot of information a lot of people yes, have. Yes, of course. Please offer jewels. But that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is that there needs to, your student, in the moment of being instructed, needs to have utter respect for you, the instructor. And if there are other instructors swooping in and saying, hey, man, that's, you know, no, right. that that instructor-student relationship gets compromised. And suddenly they start. Not with, not with me, though. Well, not I with you. I don't give a fuck. I'll be like, dude, fuck that guy. It's, 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 it's utterly <laughs> you know, not I'm, an ego I'm, thing. I'm different. Like, I'm like, I'm like, okay, that's good. But I, I want the input. No, I, I, know. I invite the input. At the appropriate time. But I'm saying there needs to be a... There needs to be a healthy respect for I've I've worked at drop zones where other instructors have you know, they've had different teaching styles and different philosophies and they undercut you in front of the student. And that makes it hard for me to do my job, right? Right. It makes it hard for me to because suddenly the student's attention is divided between, oh well, do I need to listen to this guy or this guy? Yes. You're right. They have to have a respect for the person that they're that you've already built their relationship with them, right? And on that's the, on the other end of that. Yes. May I offer that? Can you challenge me. If you're strong enough in your knowledge, nobody yeah. can fucking butt in and say anything to me, dude. Like you can offer something, but my students know I know what the fuck I'm talking about. It's not like. I'm not insecure in anything. Yeah, I'm down. Please bring it. Like, nobody's going to step in and be like, well, my philosophy. I'd be like, oh, that's a good philosophy, guys. What works in the tunnel? Because we jump. We My students fight with me in the tunnel before we hit the sky. Mm. So there's not much anybody can say. I'd be mm. like, I'll, I'll even say to my students, what do you think about what he just said? 
well, that doesn't sound right. I'm like, yeah, yeah it don't fucking sound right. <laughs> okay. In another, I understand. I understand. In there another, needs to be in an instruction context, bubble. Well, in another, there needs to be an instructor respect bubble. And in another context, um, back in the day, mm. I have seen my AFF eyes get stepped on by European instructors oh. in Florida. I bet. Like, we'd be... Get yeah. a debrief on the on the pad, and then some dude comes up and like, oh, I've been listening to you, and I think you should teach them this. Yeah, and they come in and teach it, and we don't understand what the shit he's talking about. Some guy with his underwear showing, no shirt on, and his junk. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's bad, right? Like, I understand what you're saying. Yes. Maybe <sighs> there there needs to be a healthy a respect, respect amongst instructors, right? Yes, like it needs to be professional, and and not everybody agrees top to bottom on every single little thing. So if we're quibbling over little minutia all the time, it it's not good for the student. Like it's we're not, not doing we're not doing them a service. And you're right, you're right. It's not. It's right. So there's there's uh, plenty of stuff to disagree in, about. No, 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 no. A good instructor <laughs> team, a good instructor team will be like, hey man, next time you should tell them this and that. Yeah. And then that instructor will be like, oh man, that's a good point. Will you come teach that to the class? And then you both walk up and you're like, oh, this is fucking James. He um, he's gonna show you another way to like fly your pattern. And yeah. then, dude, this is what the ego will keep you from inviting knowledge in to other yes. people i'm not the gatekeeper for this shit right. i just know some things that's exactly right and you know what i mean and and this is what i like to tell people is that i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you i'm gonna give you everything that i know to be true and you're gonna learn some stuff from me and you're gonna learn some stuff from that other instructor and he's fantastic learns fantastic. definitely definitely learn stuff from him and learn stuff from the packer and learn you know like, there's going to be information flying at you from everywhere, and you should definitely absorb it all. Don't just take one person's ever. say-so. Ever, 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 ever. That's, and in that sense, I'm extending the respect to my colleagues in their eyes, right? Right. I'm, I'm saying, I'm, I'm high-fiving my colleagues. I'm saying, yes. you know, he and I may not agree about this, but definitely listen to what he has to say, right? Every time. Yeah, I, I man, that's so, just respect. That's professional, courteous respect for your colleagues. And, and what happens is, though, in that situation, people believe that they can only learn from these two or three people on the planet of Earth, mm. and there's five drop zones within a couple of miles of there. Well, there's her- hero worship. Is yeah, so you shouldn't. This loyalty is ridiculous. You guys should be skydiving at every drop zone you could find. Like, go meet cool people. Like, yes. what are we do? What? What are we looking at? All right, that's a cool shot. What up, dude? Yo, like, um, <laughs> how would you have a cup of coffee with a donkey if you didn't show up at Lexington and stay the night in one of the cabins, yeah. son? Um, how would you know what a king year felt like? Hmm. You know, getting out of 14 grand in seven minutes if you don't go to Lone Star. And then, like, having a bonfire with your fucking friends and a big-ass cookout with people you don't know yeah. and free beer and why the fuck is this going on and everybody's so cool how would you know if you don't show up and check it out yeah. how would you know if you didn't go to mustang island and jump over the water in port Aransas yeah. to see dolphins and shit you know come on man um there's no one correct way to do it no the, do it all and, and it's weird <laughs> because um when i would go work other places i'm like god do i got this you know, do I really have this? And as soon as you let go of this weird plane with this weird system and this weird <laughs> staff, as soon as you let go and you're free fall alone, you're like, bitch, I got this. 
Mm-hmm. I got this. This yeah. is where I live. This is what I am. Yeah. You know what I mean? And if you don't travel, you never get to experience the experience of Costa Rica. Yeah. Nicaragua, Belize, North America, South America, Kentucky, fucking Florida. You know what I mean? Oklahoma, yeah. Oklahoma Skydive Center, baby. Sky took, <laughs> baby, out in Tulsa. Come on, man. You got to yeah. battle some winds. You got to live your life a little bit if you want to be a good skydiver. If you jump at the same drop zone and you got more than so many jumps, man, you're missing out. Always yeah. come home. I mean, come on, man. You're not keeping the lights on. The tandems are. You can go somewhere else and come back. Well, there's a comfort thing, too. And it, if, you, if you're not pushing your comfort a little bit, then you're not, you know, you, you, you get into a rut just the same as you do with anything else. Anything else. And I tell my students, you're not a parachutist till you land it off. It's you right. got to make a fucking decision. If I'm yeah. going to get them power lines, is that one bull or five cows? I'm landing by the cows. Until you've had to <laughs> make that decision, yes. you have not really flown a parachute. If you land on a mode field every time in a perfect pattern, yes. oh, you fucking badass, you. Yeah. It doesn't matter, land man. On tar- yeah. Yeah. No, it, I mean, this is one of the things that was emphasized to me is w- that we learn by making mistakes. And to expect... A young jumper to be perfect all the time and always fly a perfect pattern. He's not learning anything. You have to you have to learn by making fucking up a little bit. Exactly. And understanding, dude. And then it's and and the instructor's job is not to say, "Hey, you fucked up." It's to use that fuck up as a learning opportunity, as a teaching opportunity. Yes. It's like, yes, I get to do my job now. Like, yeah. you should be excited when people that, fuck up. Without that, you have nothing. Exactly. You You're useless. Nothing. I was, um, shout out to Ray Meyer from Lone Star. He came and helped me move my bees to a new spot today. The bees got a new home, right? Yeah, They're all bees. swarming. I got bees. Oh, man. That, shout out to Simon Bones for convincing me to be a beekeeper on this show, son. So, um, I was telling Ray today, he's like, you know, I want to do this or I want to do that. I was like, man, you got to show me video of you fucking up and then I can teach it. I was like, right. that's how i was taught i would ask my old boss like how do i do this or how do i do that he goes go do it show the video show me the video and i'll tell you what you're doing you know you need to go fuck it up i was like what do you mean i was like i don't want to fuck it up he's like you have to fuck it up yeah for me to fix it you know because i don't know what the fuck to tell you yes other than straighten your legs i've seen (laughs) you know what i mean i've seen so many instructors um get pissed off when their students aren't perfect you know like god damn it i told him this like 20 times why didn't he do it i'm like man now you get to do your job yeah you know what i mean like it, you if they mm-hmm. if they just went up and i mean you mes- mentioned austin catchings all right mm-hmm. i was that guy's shout AFF out instri- shout out you to did your fu- you did austin's aff i did austin's aff sherpa and that motherfucker was perfect i was useless on all his AF. i was useless on his aff1 i mean i just i i was i let go of the guy and watch that guy fly for and and i don't even think we did seven jumps i think we did like four and i was like all right you don't need me you don't need it james he was just so naturally talented we're still standing around watching that guy fly i know the guy is like badass he, he he's a He's a wind ninja, son. He how, knows it. How a many people night. are just <laughs> they they find exactly what they're supposed to do in life. That and that's that guy is one. And what a story, man! He wanted to work in Austin. Yeah, we were full, which is still this case. Don't even apply. Um, 
only position available was in Atlanta, which is this mega tunnel that's mm. super busy. He put in four fucking years in Atlanta mm. to wait for his transfer to Austin or two oh, years yeah. in Atlanta, and he came back. And now he's back at his dream fucking drop, yeah. I mean, tunnel. And it's fucking, man, he's an integral, integral, integral part integral of the Integral <laughs> uh, Shout out to Bullet Whiskey. Yeah. Thank Please you, Please be a sponsor in the future. Like, I'll contact you guys. I got nothing but good shit to say, right? Mm. Cheers. Man, Cheers. such a pleasure having you on the show. Yeah. So a couple more questions before right. we get into the, the nitty gritty. Yeah. Um... You did AFF first, then tandem. Yeah, not for very long. I mean, I, I AFF was just accessible to me because there's the three-year requirement what in the I sport. What did I do first? Did I do AFF or tandem first? I can't remember, man. Probably AFF. I probably did AFF first, too, and then yeah. I got my tandem in Chicago. Yeah. Um, How was your tandem course? Where did you do that? Uh, actually... <laughs> <laughs> Here comes a good story. <laughs> we we brought the course to us. There we go. Yeah, yeah. Who was it was it? fantastic. You Who was it? Just get to jump at your own drop zone. Um, let's see. I think I'm trying to remember. I did AFF with Glenn Bangs, which <laughs> was a trip. Mm-hmm. You did um, AFF at your home drop zone too. Yes. He, so you did. What came. other drop zones have you drop zones have you ever been to? Oh, I've I've been okay, all over Texas. Over. And, okay, good, yeah. good, good, good. Uh, okay. Arizona, California. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I Oregon, Eloy shit. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, but yeah, I I believe it was Todd Spillers. Todd Spillers, AFF. Oh, you're tandem. That did the tandem. He he became a tandem. Uh, examiner, and then I, I think I was one of his, probably one of his earliest. So my old boss, shout out to Jack Reeves, my, my mad pirate Jack, um, his philosophy was, fuck that, 100%. You don't know what skydiving is until you've been to 100 drop zones, he would say. Mm. You got to go 100 drop zones, man. Yeah. What are you doing? 100 drop zones. So he said, he refused to have I courses. I can't say that. Hey, he refused to have courses that are DZ, and he would send us away. Mm-hmm. To Florida, Chicago, Cali, right to get our ratings. So I w- I went to a different drop zone each time until I found Skydive Ratings with Brom and Ellie, and I was like, I don't know if if you guys are still running it, man. I love you guys. I love you, Ellie. Um, I just went back to them for my ratings, like everything. I yes. loved it, and then I went to Chicago for my tandem just because it was cool, man. There is a comfort thing that young jumpers should be. I think they they should be encouraged to go other places because, um, you know, you you get out of the the same plane at the when the pilot tells you to, and you're looking at the same scenery every time. Like you are, you're getting you're you're cutting a groove into your brain, you know. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That if anything happens outside of that groove, you're going to be terrified and panic and do the wrong thing. Pathways. So you're building pathways. You've got to build multiple landing. pathways. You that's... have to get different sight pictures yeah. and make real decisions. Yeah. That's why the landing off thing is so big. Yeah. Right on. Man. All right. So <laughs> before, <laughs> before we, we run out of time. We don't have time. This is public right. fucking access. Television. Wazzy's World. <laughs> Party <laughs> time. <laughs> 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 
Thanks, Bullet. <laughs> Bullet, you're uh, responsible for uh, Who was it? Somebody told me that Wayne's World was public access. He's like, you're just oh, like yeah. Wayne's World was? I'm like, I am. Wazzy's like World. So if you're living in Austin, you can watch this shit. You can watch Wazzy Circus Radio Change. on television Change all the title. night long. This fuck Wazzy's World. Wazzy's World. It's not Wazzy's World. My children wouldn't hurt if it was Wazzy's World. Oh. All right. <laughs> That's some tunnel instructor bullshit. Oh. All right. Hey. Okay. Okay. Real quick. Yeah. I have this FITP going on and a lot of skydivers. You guys don't know the greatest skydive video in history. Hmm. It's called Fat Cat Logger. And we're going to pay homage to this shit. It's super old. But um, if the volume doesn't work, you guys look it up. It's Fat Cat Logger on YouTube. We're going to watch it right now. Um, and I'll cut it out of the show if it doesn't fucking work. I haven't seen this. It's the first time. Birthday Pete. Birthday Pete. Skydive Joe. Happy birthday, Pete. Birthday Pete. Skydive Joe. Skydive Joe. Fat cat. You and me. I got you. Here you go. His name's Josh. He's a skydive instructor and he's also a Zen master in yoga. Pete, what's the hold up, man? He lives in Tibet. He's like wind chime. He actually counsels pregnant women. Josh, none of that means anything to me. Pete, you gotta just get the facts out there. You know why? I have presents for you in the car. In the car, I'll tell you. I got a 12 pack of fat cats. We're living on the edge. Look at me, not signaling you skydiving. <laughs> Who has in their birthday? Nobody. People are born on their birthday. How many times have you done it? Dude, I don't know. A thousand? Pick a number. You know, like People were born on their birthday. Like Oh my god. I think I recognize that suit. Plus, we hit the happening <laughs> <laughs> it's a commercial for fat cat
Look, he goes low, Ooh. son. <laughs> the cameraman. That's enough. Like a gazelle in the sky. Oh my god! Oh my god! He catch fire. I man, I make sure all you forget our forget our tandem training. That's what we need to do. That is fucking beautiful. That was the funnest skydive video in the whole wide world. And that's a Mac. That's a new Mac. (laughs) So, um, how many jumps did you have when you started tandem? You know what? I it must be. I don't know is the answer to that, but I it must be. 1500 or oh fuck really yeah yeah like what were you doing just fun jumping yeah oh you got your aff first so you're doing affs yeah well i was doing affs and and like i said i got on every single load i could when i yeah, was yeah, i mean yeah. I, I was just i've racked up a huge amount of jumps so so like peaked I, early my my boss taught us how to get the money and i was like not everybody gets a video like i was shooting video mm. he's like not everybody gets a video but guess what they get they're all here for tandem. He's like, mm. you want to make money? Because I was complaining about like how Andy got on every load or Jack Miller had every load. And I was like, ah, I can't get on the plane. He's like, man, you want to get on the plane? Get your fucking rating. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm getting my fucking rating. <laughs> so I got it like, I got it as soon as I can. At 500 jumps, I started trying to get everything. Yeah. Um, Where was this? Where did you start? Oklahoma Skydive Center, Cushing, Oklahoma, okay. baby. Come yeah. on, over the oil tanks. With the ghetto birds and the banditos. Sounds man, beautiful. What a good it time. Sounds like it was a good time, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> man, it's awesome. Picturesque. Okay, allergies. All right. So um what best, worst, scariest tandems? Hmm. Um Would you like me to go first so you can have a time a second to think? Yeah, okay. Okay, yeah. so we're my best tandems. There's a time in Skydive Dallas. I know I beat this to death. It was the best time of my life. We're we're raging loads. We're raging 20 loads on Saturday and Sunday. Mm-hmm. We're raging, right? And the load is um, on the plane. We're telling jokes. We're trying to steal each other's helmets. We're messing with the tandems. We're telling bad jokes. We're seatbelting each other to the plane, right? Like, if you don't... Asshole, check yourself before you're getting out, dude. I'm gonna scoot that's, right by you. That's like, not, honor, that's right? not like, polite behavior. Right I there. always say it's wonderful. <laughs> it makes your friends and you ninjas. Like nothing's gonna get you because you're fucking, dude. I've got friends that'll take the key out the 182. Oh on exit. come on. On exit, dude. They'll look over, take the key, and jump, son. I'm from the old school. Yeah. Right. So we're playing those jackass games. <clears throat> then cameraman comes in. We try to steal the shoe because they're always trying to fly, mm-hmm. um, back fly. So mm-hmm. we fly in, steal the shoe. Mm-hmm. I'll hold them, and my students will shoot rubber bands in their faces while we're fucking in free fall, right? And then the t- other tandem I... master, we got in a lot of trouble by a lot of people for this, but we bump in cells on tandem to mm-hmm. do death spirals. We oh, call them yeah. death spirals and bump in, and we got in trouble. And we stopped. We stopped. Ernie, respect, mm-hmm. right? Um, 
and then we land in formation, which we also got in trouble for. But I was I was fucking loving it. I was I was loving it. I think someone flies n- near me, I fly away. I don't really. Oh, I don't no, play I, that we, game. We, we were fucking raging. I, what was the original point of the story about the best time of my life in Dallas? I forget what the fucking point of the story was. Yeah, oh yeah, scary. so that was the best. The best jump was, of course. Not of course. I don't know if you guys know. Okay, listen. Okay, okay. My friends, my family. Why did you skydive your first time? What was it? This is the point of the story. What what motivated you to? Oh, Cindy made you an offer. It's different. I think well, it's a little different. The first time though, I was offered the jump for free. Mm-hmm. Couldn't can't say no to that. And um, yeah, I was one of those that said no way, no how, never. You can ask me until the end of time. I will still say no. I was one of those, and um, I was I was dragged. To the airplane. I mean, I uh, was, I was, I had a harness forced on me. So, so, so <laughs> you, so our story is a little different, but put yourself in somebody else's, one of your tandem shoes. Why do they come jump? Why does a tandem show up? Give me, give me three reasons why tandem show up. Well, I think, um, honestly, I think pe- people don't come to jump just because they're trying to do something amusing like going to Six Flags or whatever. They come to jump because they're trying to make a major, they're trying to shake up their routine or their their life in a major way. I re- I th- I really think that. Like like nobody just casually decides to skydive. They have got to want to do something that's going to, you know, I, I mean, oftentimes it's it's a birthday party or whatever, but I really think psychologically to make the decision to skydive, it's extraordinary, really, if you think about it. It is extraordinary. It's a, it's 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 a decision to do something that's so uh, it necessarily is so far outside anyone's comfort zone that it's amazing that anyone does it ever, and th- and yet we have you know, 20, 30, 40, 50 people a week coming into our place making that decision to, sh- to intentionally uh, burst their comfort bubble, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I was, <laughs> I, I was quite happy having never made a skydive and, and you know, had no intention to skydive. And, um, you know, like so many people, and you've experienced this, part of the joy as an instructor is seeing people get past their own boundaries that they've erected around. Like, there's no way I can do this. I can never do this. And then suddenly they find their th- themselves doing it. And they're good at it. And and they're, and the joy that they <laughs> experience from that, there's no way that's not infectious, you know, to... Yeah. To everyone at the drop zone, that's why there's so much. That's why when a tandem lands, everyone on the drop zone, even if they've got 500 jumps, a thousand jumps, five thousand jumps, is like, how was it? Mm-hmm. They want to know from that person what they already know. Essentially, is mm-hmm. that it? It was so far beyond. You know, it. Not only was the experience amazing. But their own capability to be involved in that experience mm-hmm. is amazing, and that's what I find so amazing about the whole 
thing is that you <laughs> you get all that infectious um you know when you're an, an instructor you're right there with that person when you open the parachute you feel exactly what's going on with their body mm-hmm. right you feel their Very intimate. their excitement Very you intimate. feel their joy you feel their um your chest is bat your 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 bond you you feel everything that's going on with them you know you feel their heartbeat yes i mean it's like they're breathing and and they're breathing and they and their exhilaration exhilaration the first thing that they <laughs> and sometimes it's hilarious you know with the a person, lot of it's hilarious you know but it, like you're laughing at them but you're also like wow that that person is um living right now they're they're not obeying any social conventions no. or or personality they're just totally in the moment and experiencing a total experience with their bodies and with their spirit and you get to experience that because you're right there with them that's <clears throat> to me that's extraordinary beautiful. so that was beautiful yeah it, you know I, over the years i've had um i've had i've explained until i'm blue in the face to people that when you're not when you decide to go a different direction in skydiving like i can remember specifically doing 15 20 jumps in a row with a bunch of my friends and all we did is flop around the sky like a bunch mm-hmm. of idiots and mm-hmm. we didn't really do anything and i love those people but i was like you know what this is not for me uh, like i i'm not getting out of this what i what i know is mm-hmm. uh, that i'm capable of getting mm-hmm. and when i went into instruction I started getting that. You're I started my getting. Song. I started getting that feeling. You're singing my song. And it's hard to explain to your your friends. You know, they're like, "Oh, you're just a drug tosser now. You don't care anymore." Well, no. that's not that's not it at all. I'm getting something out of this that you don't even you have no experience of. You have no you. It's not within your realm of understanding. The that what I can what I can give to another person, <laughs> right in that moment, in that moment, is so much greater than what you can get by by flopping around with your buddies mm-hmm. in the sky. Like I, and I'm not saying that they're wrong. I'm saying for me, that's mm-hmm. I need something more. There's two different breeds of us, man. There's the fun jumper and there's the worker bee. Well, and like it's like they the don't disdain, understand. Though. The disdain for the working jumper is such that they, that they don't understand. Oh, they always, oh, I hear it all the time. I, I got I got an argument with Skydive Radio when I was first in skydiving listening to podcasts. And I heard some arrogance on there from the four-way team. Like, I'd never throw drugs. Those guys was like, yo, fuck you guys, man. You don't know. It's the greatest thing that I've ever done yeah, in my life exactly. ever. Exactly. You don't know. You've... And you're shitting on it. And everybody shits on it. They do. Yeah. But fuck you. You know what I mean? Throwing drogues. It's not throwing drogues. It's it's taking people on their first skydive experience. Yeah. It's you amazing. Know, Every the time. drogue thing is a is a jaded look at something wonderful. Yeah. So you're, the best jump, so to, to tie it all back, the yep. best jump was a cancer survivor. Oh, I've had I've had, I've had one hundreds of those. Of yep. those. I've had I've had yep. probably a hundred of those. Yeah. And this one lady, man, I don't know. Man, I'm getting all choked up. It's it is the greatest. So the hardest. Let's just get to the hardest. I don't know. I took an NFL player once. 
Mm. Man, I'm getting choked up. This shit's real. Hey, uh, I can't wait anymore. The point of the show is James lost his fucking tandem rating mm. a couple years ago. Yeah, Why? it's been about 14 months. Were you fucking, was it a DUI, which happens? And if you get a DUI, do you deserve to lose your fucking income? No. No. Not if you dedicated your life to this shit, and then it, they can take it. The USPA is a club that's awesome, and it fights for drop zones. You gotta understand, you might not like it as a fun jumper, but me as a DZO, I might need them to go to court for me to yeah. get fucking permission to skydive. So fuck your fun jumpers. I don't care. I need you guys to pay your shit so I can have a drop zone for you to jump. The USPA is bigger than what you think. I've and seen it US... happen in yeah. Oregon. Yeah, and That's... the USPA is governed by the FAA, which is the law. It's a fucking sword. It's a gun. It's law. There's no way around the FAA. And if they say no, there's no way around it. Yes, USPA says no. You can find some whole bunking place in the middle of nowhere and still make your fucking money. FAA takes your shit. You're fucked. Right? It's not very clear of what could take your shit. It's kind of... It's terrifying to me because I can make an easy mistake and lose my ratings, I think. Not my USPA ratings, but my pilot ratings. I know drunk driving and that and, like, other things. But why, what happened, James? And I'm going to shut the fuck up. Well, <laughs> so, where to begin? Well, I don't know how familiar you, your viewers are with the, the medical... Um, FAA licensing proce uh, process, but basically what you do is you, you submit a form to the FAA called the MedExpress uh, form. Um, and I've filled out dozens of these things over the I years. Have For some reason, this time, um, I've... This time is what year? Uh, this is um, uh, early... Uh, 2020. So early 2020, and you yeah. first got your rating. What year? Oh, I got my rating in um, uh, 2000, March of 2000. So 20 so years later. Yeah, 20, 20 years, years of doing this actively. 20 years. I've been jump. Six thousand. Yeah, and I've I have never had a medical issue on a tan. Like I've de delivered thousands of people on safely, <laughs> safely to the ground, ground <laughs> and and never had a personal medical issue. Um, However, on this form, <clears throat> it asks, um, have you ever been hospitalized for any reason? And for some reason, as a total lapse of judgment, I entered a... Uh, I mean, uh, a moment of honesty. A moment of honesty. I entered a, a childhood il illness. Childhood meaning what age was the last time you had meaning symptoms? Meaning the last time I had symptoms was 40 years ago. At what age? At Seven age six. Six. Yeah. At six, what happened? <clears throat> uh, I had um, childhood epilepsy. Um, I had a, a couple of mild seizures, w which were not like um, dramatic, you know, fall on the ground, shaking seizures, but just kind of spacing out for a little bit. I went to the doctor a couple times. I went to the children's hospital a couple times. I remember being hooked up to the uh, electrodes. Uh -huh. You know, they put electrodes on you and monitor your... 40 years ago they did. 40 years they ago. They got something better now. <laughs> and... Um, 
no symptoms since childhood and i was i was declared you know i remember having to wear the little medicaid bracelet and and at some point that came off and it was like that's no problem and it's very common for children because they're still i mean your your wiring is still forming right you know up there so it's neurologically you're not really mature until you're you know 10 11 12 years old so um anyway i for some crazy reason i disclosed this on a form to the faa now anyone that's dealt at all with the faa will tell you that's nuts you're you're an idiot for disclosing anything you never tell them anything that it shouldn't be that it shouldn't be that way okay so i did and i went to the my so you just you enter this form and then you go to your medical medical dude you look examiner. at the colored thing he yeah. pulls up my form and he goes and he's looking through everything and he goes oh that's good okay good 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 oh and he looks at me and i know something seriously and he's like have you ever answered this question that way before no well that's uh, i or mean was it new on the list was it brand new have you never seen it before have you seen it before i don't know if they worded it differently or Something was just asleep in my brain that day. <laughs> I don't know. Right. But for some reason, this I disclosed, and I don't know why. Don't ask me why. So um, he he says, you know, this is a major flag. He called he right away. He's like, maybe this is not a big deal. Let me call the FAA. He calls the FAA, and he's like, uh, he talks to the uh, agent for a little while, and he's, and he hangs up, and he goes, all right, well, let's just, let's do the rest of the exam. Um, I've seen this guy before. He's a great guy. Um, uh, Davenport, Louis Davenport, I think his name, over at um, Austin Austin Airport. He's a cool dude. He fly, flies jet planes. Ber- and, Bergstrom or executive? Uh, uh, well, I don't know. Exec- the smaller or the larger airport? No. Well, it, it's part of Bergstrom, I think. Okay, cool. But he's got his Mr. own Davenport, office there. Right on. Yeah, he's a he's a cool guy, and I've seen him before. And uh, you know, anyway, um, he's like, all right, well, everything's fine with the exam, um, but I'm gonna submit my, um, <clears throat> you know, my report, and we'll see. Maybe it's not a big deal. Maybe the FAA won't. He has ma- no choice. Make man. a big deal it's about policy, it. Policy, right? They came back with a letter to me. A full blown investigation basically so they wanted a mri they wanted a um a neurologist evaluation with his you know they wanted a history of medication a history which doesn't exist anymore i mean there's no how, how am i supposed to remember what i what medication or treatment i got at six years old all of those records are dust yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what it's I mean? Like they, they don't. Years, that's know. that's the seventies. They don't exist anymore. Um, the, they wanted a, a, a EEG, awake and asleep. They wanted uh, a questionnaire, a whole whole list of things. Do you know like, much MRI cost? Do you guys know what an MRI fucking costs? Yes. Well, an MR, one MRI is fifteen hundred bucks. Yeah. No insurance covered any of this, so it was all EKGs, out of pocket. EKGs. I don't know what the fuck that costs. So. I did all, I mean, oh. it was a long process to get all of this stuff done. Uh-huh. Um, As it, an adult, 40 years later. Yeah, and uh, and the expense and everything. But... Um, for the Class A. 
Man, they're like colorblind. Th- this is this class, is right? it's yeah, it's a class or it's a cla- class three, I guess, yeah, which is the lowest. Is, yeah. Anyway, um, the the process of communicating. I don't know. I've been on pilot forums and I've talked to people that have dealt with the FAA. I I just want to make it clear, okay? Everyone that I've dealt with at the FAA has been kind and courteous and professional and and they've been as helpful as they can be. My problem is not with anyone that works at the FAA or even the mission of the FAA itself, which is to keep the skies safe. I'm totally on board with that. Well, what's you it, and I both. What's, what's, what I have a beef with is the system that they're working with. And they... I, I mean, the communication with the FAA is archaic, to put it mildly. Like, we're dealing with sending letters, I mean, physical letters, um, and uh, sending CDs and stuff like that. Like, this this is what they request. So they requested the copy of my EEG on a CD. I When I got the EEG, I told the tech... That, that did the, the EEG that, hey, I need, a, I need this on a disc. Is there any way you can do that for me? Or who do I talk to? Do I talk to medical records? Or right. She looked at me like I was from another planet. Well, you're fucking 20 years ago. Like what, a disc? I'm not even this sure. USB, man. She said our, our machines don't even talk to discs. Like they're not even. Yeah, nobody's. Could you find a disc drive today? My computer doesn't have a disc so, drive. Can, they wouldn't take a flash drive with the no. EEG in it? No. So what I had to do was, she's like, talk to your doctor, talk to the neurologist, and see if you can get it from him. Well, I talked to the neurologist, and he said, no, we don't do that. Talk to medical records. Well, I talked to medical records, and they're like, oh, I don't know. We'll talk to our IT department. The The IT department eventually was able to put something together for me on a disc to send to the FAA. And, I mean, talk about nerve-wracking. Here's this thing that has your career on it right okay like this is my ability to make income i'm gonna put it in an envelope and send it hopefully it makes it is it on an office here that you could drop it off and hopefully it arrives intact yeah right and hopefully their machines can read it so my last communication with them what i i sent them this thing i sent them everything they needed and they hadn't heard anything and i called them and and i mean calling them is a as a trip back to 1992 too because you can't get through to you can't even get in a queue where you're you know you're 14th in line or whatever you have to spam call them and get a busy signal and then spam and spam and spam a busy yeah well it says uh no agents are available right now please call back later and you you spam call them and then you get to where you get the Okay, you're you're in line for the next available agent. Your wait time is 14 minutes or whatever. All right, so you finally get talking to an agent, and he tell he basically or he or she tells you, um, well, they're reviewing your case and you should r- be receiving a letter within the next four to five weeks. You oh, jeez. So we're dealing with letter. We're in a supposed age of instantaneous communication we're dealing with letter we might as well be using smoke signals right you know it's like 
God, just wait for an email. Can you email me? Like, like the hospital should be able to instantly beam that information to the beam. FAA, right? Beam. Right. Fucking FAA, we're trying to Star Trek you guys. Yeah, and and the FAA should be able to look at it instantaneously and say, okay, th- we'll add that to your file. Like that's what we need. We'll add it to your file. So yo, in the sport. But we're waiting for six weeks for a letter, and guess what happened? I called them after six weeks of waiting and I said, "Where's what's happened with the stuff I sent you? And they said, oh, um, it was mislabeled. The, the label on the disc was, it, it, it didn't have the letters EEG on it and it didn't have the date on it, so we can't add it to your file. So it's, it's a doorstop, basically, it's useless. So I have to go back to the hospital and um, rec- go through medical records again dude. and go through the IT department which which I have to specify make sure you label it correctly and all this so this my my problem is not with <laughs> the people that are are my problem is with the dude that said you didn't label it right yeah my so problems with that they've dude. got the information they just Man, can't add rude. it to my file that's lazy all right that's some lazy shit so I don't want to be a pilot, so y'all can kiss my ass. That's I've I've shit. been on ho- on pilot forums and read about the horror I stories. I want to be a pilot worse than anything else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, as long as everything goes. <coughs> so, no, that sucks. So, so we've got this archaic form of communication where we're waiting six weeks for letters. It could all be instantaneous in a in a modern world, but we're not there yet. Well, they um, don't have the funding, is what they say. They don't have the funding, so basically, you need <coughs> some kind of inter. It's like dealing with the IRS. Like you need an accountant or a tax lawyer. You need a representative to represent you to the FAA. So my ME offered to do that for me. He's he said, right Davenport. at the yeah at the, right at the beginning. He said, I've seen these cases drag on for a year or more which it has, um, and if you want to pay me $1,000, I can be your representative and and be your, you know, representative to the FAA and get all the stuff correctly. It's like, it's like your tax return, you know, like you get everything, yeah, yeah, you, get, CPA, yeah. you get your CPA to put it all together in a way that the IRS can't reject they it. They understand it. And they submit it for you. And I and he said, or you can do it yourself. And I opted to do it myself. So here's where we're at. And I, in hindsight, I was like, man, I should have hired the guy as my representative because I've been on the pilot forums and read horror stories about people trying to go through this bureaucratic process and just being and and like careers ruined. You know, like who wants to hire a pilot or keep a pilot on staff that's grounded for 14 months? You know, so. So now you're packing parachutes, waiting for AFF. It's like they've taken the wind out of your sails, man. Listen, if you're a professional skydiver, you're a professional tandem instructor. I well, mean, that's where the money's at. And it's like, that's where the money is at, but you also just heard me say that's where the passion is at. Yes, the That's love. where the motivation and the and like giving that experience to somebody else. So, um, Yeah, I saw you at the drop zone. I was like, what are you, what are you, why aren't you on the lows? What are you doing? You're like, yeah, man. I was like, what happened? And you're like, yeah, dude. I couldn't believe it because I got there 
so I came down to Austin, and I called all the local drop zones and said, yo, I'm working at the tunnel. I need to do tandems on the weekends because I was a tandem instructor. Mm -hmm. That's all I knew. That's how I ate. Mm -hmm. right? I was like, if I don't yeah. do tandems, I don't have gas. Right. You know what I mean? So Cindy, God bless your heart, Cindy. Ooh, please come on the show. <laughs> That'd be fucking cool to have Cindy on the show. Um, she built a paradise for herself called Texas Skydiving. Yeah. And she let me, you know, throw drugs and stuff. And, like, I would come out there on the weekends and, you know, there. And I work at San Marcos before it was Spaceland. And I'd alternate between the two. And it was fucking awesome. And that's when I met you. And we would yeah. do tandems together. Yep. Like, you sit next to me on the way too. We'd go up and jump out. And it was weird not seeing you jumping. It's, yeah. it's like seeing me grounded. It's just weird. For something that was set, so... Well, this is, is the it, other is thing. There no epilepsy policy, period? No pilots with epilepsy? Well, maybe... This is... If, if you're just a common sense person thinking about this, so... There, there has to be... And I don't know what to do about this. I'm not... You know, I'm not involved with the FAA, but if you if you just think about it from a common sense perspective, there has to be some provision where a prospective airman or pilot that hasn't experienced symptoms in 40 years, mm. that that doesn't raise a full investigation where you need the MRI and the, uh, and the whole works like that, like maybe a, a, a visit to the neurologist, right? Okay, and, and the neurologist goes through his little checklist and says, okay, you're good, and here's your piece of paper, and you send that to the FAA. It could have taken a week, right? Right. There's, for some reason, and I understand that the FAA needs something to put in a file in order to be legally sound, right? right? To, to put pilot pilots that have years of experience with no medical issues and everything to put them through this is it doesn't satisfy any common sense like it just it's like there are any number of childhood illnesses that people might disclose if they were being foolishly honest like i was right and which would ground nearly everybody well, without pilots, the FAA has no job, you guys. Without people trying to fly planes, you don't have a job. And you keep denying people, you don't have a job. You and don't have a purpose. We're going to turn it over to that digital yeah. shit they're trying to pitch you now, right? And they're going to monitor these. Dude, like, you got... The FAA can be a nightmare. There's a dark side to it. It's not just you, bro. There's Again, pilots it's, it's not that the are people. weeping in their pillows at night. Yes. Because because they're just it man. If you want to fly, listen. People are scared of heights. Everybody's scared of heights. Nobody wants to freaking fly. It's a very weird part of the population. There's very few, and there's even fewer of those that will actually take the risk to do it. And there's even less of them that will join the Air Force or go get the experience. If you weed out the few passionate man what you got left the rich kids that their parents can pay for the fucking doctor shit you're really you're really shooting yourself in the foot and yes. i know you guys are all retiring and you're all old and you don't care anymore because uh civilian aviation is dead i've heard it from your mouth i've, I've been yep. in meetings i heard it from your mouth it's over it's gonna be just that's lame we're skydiving man my kids want to fly it, you're shooting people in the foot because of something that happened when they were seven years old. You don't get your pi pilot's license. I don't know. There's got to be a better system. Here's this. the other thing that you alluded to earlier, too, which is that 
the system as it currently is rewards dishonesty. Yeah, right? everybody knows don't fucking tell the truth to the FAA. Right. So that's bullshit. And man. I've been on the pilot forums and I've talked to many people in person and everybody says the same thing. Oh, you were a dumbass for disclosing that. And be- right? it's because of the because lawyers. I was honest. It's because of the lawyers, dude. It's not the FAA. It's the lawyers. No, the yeah. law says you said it's this, the system. Something happened. That's, blah blah blah. That's my point. But, so your 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 test question triggered the system to come after you. Is right. Exactly what happened. It's not anyone that works at the FAA. Nope. They're they're it was all a yeah. It's just the the system as it currently exists punishes honesty and rewards dishonesty. There's people that don't disclose what medications they're on, that don't disclose what symptoms they're experiencing, and can have happy flying careers. But the honest uh, person that discloses those things is grounded. So never, ever be honest. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's what the system says. I'm just kidding, man. Yeah, but they'll fix it. All systems get fixed. This is America. We fix shit. We fix it. We fix shit. James, we're going to get you your rating back, man. Uh, Shout out to Jack Pilon. I'm going to give you a call, Jack. I love you, Jack. We're going to try to work on this, man. Because that's what, hey, love it or hate it, the USPA does give a fuck, a huge fuck, yep. and they may help. Have you reached out at all? You know, that's something I think you mentioned to me, and I, I, I hadn't really considered it, but when I consider that's the mission of the USPA, USPA. is to act as a liaison between us and the government. So, and yeah. So when you're getting your parachutist and you have to pay for your ratings, it's a pain in the ass. But when you need help, bro. When you need help. And, and yeah. you know, Wazzy Circus, I hold their toes to the fire. Jack, man, I love you, man. I'm putting you on the spot. We're going to take this on. We're going to take this on together. I'm going to mm. call Jack. We're going to work on it. And hopefully we'll have a glory show where we get your rating back. Awesome, man. Cool, man. Hey, out of Sky Love. Yeah. Man, we love this shit. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? I see the insurance for my kids, but I'll be back as a TI when I get my shit together. <laughs> All right. Yo. Shout out to Andrew Revis. Does Andrew still run Friday Freakout? Hit me up, Andrew. It looks corporate now. All right, we're watching the Friday Freakout. Here we go. You've seen these, right? I've seen them. I find them difficult to watch. Oh, they're fucking terrible. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I may look away. So we, I know. We break it down. All right. I know that plane. That's a caravan. I've jumped. That's an otter. Where that's the that? old yellow otter. That's the old Dallas otter. I bet. Let no, me see. Yo, yo, that's Team Vibe. That's the yellow otter. That's the tandem. Is that us? Dude, this is... I know that suit. That's Skydive Dallas, baby. This is back right here. Oh, don't go to your back. What happened? Dude, get off your back, son. That's not me. Hey, y'all no. would know. I'd have the drogue out by now. Yeah, I see. Oh, you fucked tandem sides, I saw sides, multiple man. opportunities to Christ, throw a drogue there. Lord God. I was probably working there. Look at that. Look, guess what works? Guess what works? So I want to tell y'all the truth on life. Do you understand, motherfuckers? Listen, this is life. Who is that? Is that me? It's not me. (laughs) I knew I knew that play, dog. I knew the leather back. No, that's not me. Fuck, I never had a green helmet. But look, I worked there. I worked there at the same time that that was happening. Because those suits, I used to put those suits on students. That skydive down is, oh, oh, the centripetal, the centrifugal. <laughs> Look, uh, around all your you can foot. Do. Listen, you should have done that. Okay. Uh, okay. 
I this is my opinion on this. Can we run it back? Yeah. There's a pissing contest in tandems when you're learning. Don't throw the jug to get stable. Oh. oh, you need to be able to outfly the student. Fuck that student. You never know what student you're gonna get. Nope. Do you understand? Every get out. A new tandem. Dump the drug. Okay. On the hill, I love rolling on my back or doing something on the hill and chilling. Look, uh, Dallas. <laughs> Look at that otter. They painted it. It's it, it's one of the fucking um Spaceland fleet now, but on the inside it's still yellow. Look, who is that? Who is that? I don't know that guy. He drove the funny helmet. Oh, boom, <laughs> out. Drogue, reach. What are you doing? Right there. That was the wrong fucking hand. Yeah. Run it back. Run it back, please. Watch this bullshit, dude. All right. James, watch with me. Watch with me. I believe you. Who the fuck is this guy? Ernie Long. What the fuck? Look, look at him. Uh, uh. Which hand dumps your joke? Right or left? He reaches with the left. You fuck. I will talk shit to you, bro. What the fuck are you doing? Who gave you your rating? Oh, you don't want to be. This is why I don't have students. You guys, this is why I can't coach you. Because you deserve that. The student doesn't deserve that, but you're an idiot. Oh, now you found it? You found it on your back spinning at 100 miles an hour? You found the fucking drug? You couldn't find out the plane? Oh, this is why I don't deserve a show. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now you're going to do your handle touches? No thumbs up, you fucking asshole. Jesus Christ. Well, yeah. That's terrible. I mean... That is fucking unacceptable. It's... it's I'm upset with this video. <laughs> you got a tandem side spin because you went to your... What were you reaching for? What have you ever been taught is on the left-hand side of your fucking rig other than, look, it goes... It goes drogue, cutaway... No, it goes drogue, primary, secondary, cutaway, reserve. Right? Yeah. Drogue. Primary, secondary, if it's bad, cutaway, reserve. That's the tandem sequence. You learn that shit in your sleep. Drogue. I Primary, secondary, um... cutaway, reserve. And then if you have, if you fly the old vectors, there's a ball right here that's connected to your reserve parachute yes. that you can pop if you need it. Yeah. And the racer maybe has something. Not the racer. The, what was the other one? What was the old school dude? The old school tandems. Not the vectors. Not the strongs. The strong? no. There was that other one that Bill Doss made back in the day that anybody can jump without a I rating. Don't... Because oh, tandem ratings, look at this dude. Left, what are you doing? Of course you're on your back. Listen, there was a rig um, there was a rig that we could take kids on back in the day because there was no, like, manufacturer. Mm -hmm. No. Because waiver. Eclipse. Eclipse. Did you ever jump an Eclipse? Oh, an Eclipse. No, I never did. Yeah. Dude, did you ever jump the, um, what's the little box reserve? What's the little box thing? FXCs? Oh. Did you the FXCs? No. The yeah. AAD? No, I never. Oh shit! I never jump on. No, those. don't thumbs up me. If I was your cameraman, I'd be pissed off. Hey, man. Well, one of the things that other tandem instructors remark to me is that James gets his drogue out fast, and <laughs> Dude. I, I don't know if that's. I I don't want to say that I could never end up in that situation. You will never end up in but, that situation. But as fast as I throw that drogue, I don't see me ever being in that situation. Now, now, free I, flyers of the world, badasses of the world, I am not endorsing James. Hell, <laughs> <laughs> roll out, fucking chill, right? Dump the joke, give it a 10 second, any second delay, fucking fly no. that shit. That dude, this is not what happened, James. So Ernie Long used to throw the joke into the door. He'd scoot to the edge, <laughs> and if you were behind him, he'd hit you in the yeah. face with his joke because he doesn't yeah. want to do that shit. He's, I, 
And we not like, messing around. We were like, "Why is he doing that?" And like, "Oh, he didn't want to fucking fight." Oh, Rick Horn was the name I was trying to remember. Rick earlier. Horn taught your course. Taught my pre pre AFF course. There yep. you go. What up, Rick? Yep. So that dude, what happened is he reached the wrong side. Yeah. Didn't feel the drogue. Panicked. D arch went to his back. Tandem side yeah. spin. That's your fault. Normally on Friday free freakouts, I say I'm sorry. Man, one more time. I know you probably played it five times. One more time. Come on, man. You earned that fucking rating. I had to earn my fucking rating. Well, like, you can't do that shit, dude. You reached the wrong side, then you de-arched. Why don't you just stay arched and fucking go to the other I'd side? Be, I'd be curious to know how, how much tandem experience he had. No, that's... Well... He looks pretty fucking confident in the door. Look at the yeah. cameraman. Yeah. And he doesn't look stressed. But so so do a lot of young tandem instructors. Like, <clears throat> I've got to imagine that he learned from that, right? I hope so, dude. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, James. See, he has twice as many jumps as me, guys. Look, that's an old Vibe free fly suit. I wonder who shot this video. Who is that? It's not one of my boys. Boom. Wrong side, jackass. Yeah. Now you're on your back. Cameraman did something weird, so both of you guys are inexperienced. <laughs> and now, <laughs> now you're tandem side spin phenomenon. These are the videos they scare you with in the tandem. Right. Oh, Jesus Christ. Don't... Throw the drogue, dude. What yeah. do you think you're going to do? I'll fly that guy? Never. No, you're never going to. Never going to outfly that guy. Don't thumbs up me. Watch what he does. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, I'll buy you a beer for talking shit about you, okay? If that's, I don't know you, though. That's good, I don't know you. Well. You wouldn't like me, either. I can remember when I, I, maybe not my tandem rating, but my AFF rating. Come on, man. You got to demand more of yourself than that in life. Well. Dude, dude, sit flying with you because you're going so, dude, cameraman sit flying. You see the knees? Yeah. Cameraman sit flying with your fucking ass. Oh, yeah, they're hauling ass. Oh, geez, around his leg. Oh, in your leg. You got lucky. Oh, you got to keep your vans, you lucky dude. But but listen, we all screw up, right? Yes, we do. You, and, you and, get to screw up. Screw and you. this is exactly what I was talking about earlier. Is that such a better person? It's a me. it's a learning experience, right? It doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't mean that the that the person is wrong, or it, it's it means he will probably never do that again. That's true. I was. And I've screwed up, and maybe you've I'm, screwed up. I know I'm you have. Jealous because I was demanded. Uh, my standard was demanded. My I had to be way better than that. Well, I had right. to be way better than that. I could. If that happened to me, I I would have got kicked off the drop zone, dog. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I I was playing a different game than those cats. This this whole kicking off the drop zone thing, like you can be kicked off the drop zone for the most minor yes offense, right? But but those same things if they were turned into teaching opportunities could could make an excellent jumper out of that person so you either kick them off the drop zone or you teach them you're so (laughs) no 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 you're just a better person than me and that's what i'm i'm learning that's why i meditate in the sauna in the morning and microdose and shit i'm trying to be a better person like james fucking terry so i mean where's where's the book no the book book. there's the book james i love you man hey I've always Thank loved you. you, man. Yeah. I'm you glad we got to hang out like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's always like a bunch of good food and a fire and lots of laughter when we yep. hang out. So we never really get one-on-one time because it's just like we're so no. 
like, don't think we've ever hung out one on one really it's always been by, with, yeah with, with the group with the group but yeah. um i respect that you're me in this world i yeah. can see myself in you and i'm like dude that's me same yeah you well I, I feel that way when i hear you with your students i that's exactly i see a kindred spirit really exactly. because um i can see that you're trying to get the best out of them and you're not you know that there's so much ego in skydiving and anything like this that you're you're always trying to put other people down in order to feel like you're the top dog i don't sense that from you at all nah, i sense i i, I, I sense good. that you're trying to um give the best of yourself to your student and i that's always how i've felt about it and i i totally respect that about you respect Jay. yeah all right we're reading from uh no shit that i was thought i was going no die. shit there i was all right this is called life was perfect all right let me start by saying that jim Bohr scared the crap out of me i always thought that at any moment he would kick my ass just for the fun of it according to my logbook this jump was on August 12, 1974, my 232nd jump. It was a three-band scrambles in Rainbow, Wisconsin. They drew names, and as luck would have it, I was on Jim's team along with some wide-eyed new guy. We decided to throw, uh, sorry, we decided to just throw him out as base. That's what you do with a new guy. That's always He's the base. Out base. <laughs> Suddenly, we were socked in. The scrambles were called off in what looked like an endless weather hold. The next thing I knew, I'm doing uh, I'm doing bongs <laughs> with Jim in his van. <laughs> we were so loaded. Shout out to Jim. <laughs> As I lay in the van listening to Pink Floyd, yeah. yeah. Uh, suddenly I heard the planes winding up. This, <laughs> That's what you get. <laughs> yeah. Uh-oh. The scrambles were Every on. Time. Every to, time. I had to help Jim find his rig. I had visions of death going around in my mind. I had never jumped stone before. <laughs> it was. What? <laughs> Honesty. Never. No. no, never. As we got close to jump altitude, we were dodging little thunderheads. That's that's for real. You got thunderheads. Yep. All right. Jim was kneeling next to the pilot and spotting, directing the pilot towards a large, dark, gray thunderhead. Yep. Toward it. Yep. The pilot, who was wearing a baseball cap, was shaking his head no. <laughs> of course he was. <laughs> no, no, dude. No, I'm not, I'm not going into the Thunderhead, no. If you guys don't know, back in the day, you would sit on your knees and spot the plane with the pilot. Like, and tell them left, right, yes. there, there, yeah. This is another so say, go comfort thing. Yeah. yeah, people get comfortable with the green light coming on. They don't learn how to spot. Learn how to spot. Yo, we used to have to fly the plane to our spot. It wasn't like, look out and hope you're at the right spot. It'd be like, no, dude, go that way. The jumper <laughs> was responsible. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Jim grabbed the back of his neck and squeezed. I guess he was afraid of... I guess he was afraid of Jim, too, because the next thing I knew, we were being buffeted around inside this rather angry cloud. Jim fucking punked the pilot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's fucking funny. Just as I had come to terms with my demise. 
We came out on the other side. Uh-huh. There was the DZ. Jim's a beast. Out we went, and it was an awesome jump. It was a great jump, really fast. As soon as I hit the air, all the fear was gone, and life was perfect. That's the, That's the title. Life was perfect. And this guy's name, Lloyd Tosser the third. Mm. That's that's why I chose the story. Lloyd Tosser. Lloyd Tosser the third. The third. Hey man, if you guys know anybody at the FAA that could help, or if not, just keep in mind that tandem instructors love what they're doing. That's why they're drenched in sweat. And they're dropping the rig, and they're fucking sprinting to the plane. They're not just drogue tossers. There's not. It's not what you think, man. Those guys are having way more fun than you did in your fucking bullshit zoo dives. I swear to God. Yeah. I've done them both. I've done them all. You know I don't jump with y'all motherfuckers. <laughs> uh, man, keep your head on the swivel. Hook that shit. We love y'all. Uh, Wazzy Circus Radio. Wazzy Circus Adventures California coming up. Wazzy Circus Costa Rica coming up. Y'all want coaching. It doesn't matter who you get it from. Uh, I Fly Austin's badass. Austin Ketchens, Dusty Shaw, Drew Steele, Eric Revor. <laughs> Austin Ketchings. Hey, Jane. The, the man I couldn't teach. Um, la- la- <laughs> last thing, say something about your home drop zone. Uh, you know, there's a lot of people come out from the city, and they come out to Lexington, and I hear them take a deep breath and sigh, and they say, Man, it's just so relaxed out here. And you think about it, like you go to, what do you, what kind of experience do you want when you go skydiving? Do you want to be freaked out by the instructors, by the, by the busyness of the place, by the insanity that's going on all around you? Or do you want it to be chill? And I, I really think this place is unique in that. Yeah, I mean, you've been there. You know that... I teach there. Yeah, I love, you I teach. Love. I mean, the the whole atmosphere is chill, um, and the instructors are not shouting at you, or they're not no. crazy. They're they're just very. We're very relaxing and calming, and I I just love that atmosphere. And if I were a first time person jumping, that's that's what I would want. From, I I, from I, I my would, experience. I would replace the word chill with confident. Well, that too. Yeah. It's 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 not chill like we don't give a fuck. Right. Right. It's yeah. We got this. Yeah. The landing You're in is good hands. a mile long yeah. of mowed grass and it's smooth and it's the biggest landing area you've ever seen in your yeah. life. Uh, Oklahoma Skydive Center has a comparable one. It's just we are confident in what yeah. the fuck we're doing. And like I I start my courses there with you guys, and then mm-hmm. we go to Lone Star to get bigger plane experience. But everybody comes back to yep. home, you know. And with those cabins, dude, it's yeah. it's a deluxe experience. Man. It's it's nice, and you know that's what we alluded to earlier is that our main job as instructors is psychology. We're there to make the f- people feel like they're in good hands, mm-hmm. and um, there's nothing. Um, you know, we don't have to scare them any more than they already are. They already bring the fear to their experience, and our job is to mitigate that fear and make them feel like, like, oh, maybe this is something I can do after all. So, yeah, that is the difference. We used to torment our jumpers at larger drop zones because <laughs> you see 20 a day. Yeah. It's just the next person to scare the shit out of them. 
in a 182 drop zone, you actually get to know their grandkids, their kids, oh, yeah. their story, their life occupation. Their Oftentimes these are goals. neighbors, you know. Yeah. These are yeah. people that we know from our community, so. Right. Man, all right, guys. Love you all. <laughs> we can go all day, son. Um, oh, yeah. Patreon helps. I don't know what else to say. Support your local free flyer. Hook that shit, baby. I need a Valkyrie. Come see me. <laughs> Later, man. Good show. Yeah. Wazzy World. We did it, James. That was a good show. Yeah, fuck yeah.